you for taking time to listen to this sermon podcast from First United Methodist Church and of our campus in Lexington, Kentucky. It is our prayer that as you listen today, you will be encouraged, challenged, and equipped to be all God has for you. We invite you to join us for worship on Sunday mornings at 11 o'clock a.m. at our Todd's Road campus near the Hamburg area of Lexington. Interesting happening in your neighborhoods. It's been a, it's been a week. Uh, yesterday they said there was an estimated 10,000 people that came in outside of the Wilmore community. So uh, it's been interesting to, to say the least. This is what they're they're calling the, the outpouring. Uh, it, ha- it began not this Wednesday but the Wednesday before. Uh, Wednesdays are my long days. You know, I go to school and then I, I come over to Andover and I'm here till about 9:30 after choir practice and getting things uh, ready for the rest of the week. Um, and so I got home and Maggie Maggie told me, if you don't know, Maggie's my wife. Um, Maggie told me, you know, something's going on at the at the seminary, you know, and and I not at the seminary at the college or at the university. And I hadn't heard anything, for, for, I hadn't looked at social media or anything that day, and, and so I kind of looked, and I was like, wow, that's nice, that, that's, that's interesting. You know, I, I wish I could have gone, you know, I, I missed it. Um, and Thursday, I got up, and lo and behold, it was still going on, but that day, Maggie and I were going to head to Ohio to, for the uh, gender, gender reveal of our, our, our grandson, and so, you know, I had to do things. I didn't get a chance to go over to the university. We went to Ohio. We were there until Saturday. We got back kind of in the afternoon. I had to go to Kroger to, uh, to get uh, things for the soups so that we could make soups. And so we were prepping stuff, and it got kind of late. And so, oh, you know, I couldn't make it. Uh, maybe I can go tomorrow. Uh, so we got up Sunday. We did everything we, uh, we did to, for the Super Bowl fundraiser. Thank you, by the way, for supporting the youth. And it was a great time. We, got a, we had a good time of, of fellowship. And, uh, and we raised some funds to, to help the youth with their, with their mission trip. So we, we thank you, all those who supported us. And then after that, we had um, a Super Bowl uh, party f- for the kids at, uh, downtown, at the downtown campus, or High Street campus. And so I got a text, and they said, we're looking for leaders to lead worship because... There's no more room in Hughes, and we're going to open up Estes, which is the, uh, the chapel for the seminary. Uh, do you think you could do an hour slot? You know, and uh, I said, I can't commit to anything until after 10, because that's by the time I get home. And, and, and so they said, okay, we'll put you down. <laughs> well, all right. So, so I got home, and I kind of like got, got my guitar and, and got stuff ready and, and, and headed over and uh, was just there in worship and... and um, so it was, it was, I got the text like, okay, go ahead and make your way down and we're going to do a switch. And, um, and just as they're, they're praying, uh, they came over and they told me, you know what, there's enough room in Hughes, we're going we're gonna to shut it down here, we're going to move everybody to Hughes, which is across the street. The, if you don't know, the chapel for the seminary and the auditorium are right across the street from each other, so it's, you literally just walk straight out. And in a way, I was kind of like, you know, this is right. I didn't feel like, oh, man, I, got, I was here and ready and, and stuff. You know, it was kind of like, yeah, it, it feels right. 
So we moved across the street, and um, I didn't know what to expect. You know, I grew up in the time of, of, you know, when you heard revival, you know, it was, you know, it was people jumping and running around and, 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 and those, those kind of manifestations. So I, I didn't know what to expect. So we made, we, I made my way across the street. Uh, I went up to the balcony, and I just sat down. And this is still the beginning of, of, the, of the, we don't want to call it, you know, they're trying to stay away from the, the term revival. They're calling it the outpouring. And I just sat there, and it wasn't anything big. There was no screens, no smoke, fog machines, a big band. It was just somebody on a guitar, somebody on a piano, and a couple of people singing. And there's no lyrics on, you know, nobody knew. There's people just saying, okay, whatever song comes next, we're going to sing. And people were worshiping. People were praying, praying over one another. And it was just a time of just peaceful adoration and healing and prayer and people praying for one another. I thought I was there about 15 minutes. It turned out I was there about an hour and 45 minutes. It just flew by. This was a come and see moment. It began, it began, to, it began to turn into, I'm sorry, it began to turn into a come and see moment. I felt, I felt this part was still preparation because those students and the staff that were there want to turn into this come and see moment. They were the ones supporting. They were the ones praying over the people who were coming. The 10,000 people that, that were there yesterday, the staff, these are all volunteers. Nothing was planned. This, this wasn't, like, oh, we're going to have a revival, you know, be here at 6 p.m., and we're going to start, and it's going to be amazing. This is grassroots. It just started. Some students wanted to sing after chapel was over, and it just it, it turned into continual prayer and continual adoration. So, of course, yesterday was like the high, the, I, I'm sure there's people out there right now, but I'm we're in the high point of the come and see moment. I want to see what, what's happening. I want to be a part of it. You know, I want to feel the Holy Spirit. We're going to go to Wilmore. And those of you who, I don't know how many of y'all have ever been to Wilmore, but there's no greater oxymoron to, than to put the two words together, Wilmore and traffic jam. <laughs> there's two stoplights. Um, but I had a class yesterday, and it took me forever to get from my class back to, back to, my, to our, our house in, in Callis Village. Wilmore was transformed yesterday. As I did some research, I learned that the de- definition of transfiguration is to change for the better or to elevate. Wilmore was transformed into a community of hospitality. It wasn't like people from Wilmore saying, like, get out of our town. You know, we don't want you here. It's kind of like, come. And the, and the university and the seminary have come together, and they're supplying people to pray for people. Uh, there was, um, the, there, they, they estimated the line yesterday to get in was about a mile long. But there were people there serving, helping, uh, offering food. There was a food truck that, that showed up that's not charging anybody, but they're providing food, you know, and um, at some point, you had to realize there's no way I'm going to get inside. So 
they put, a, they put a screen out in the front, and people were just sitting in the lawn watching the screen with the simulcast. So yesterday, it was Hughes that was full, Estes Chapel, which is across the street, McKenna Chapel, the, um, the, uh, the seminary gym, and Wilmore, uh, uh, what used to be Wilmore United Methodist Church. It's still Wilmore United Methodist Church, but they share it with, a, with a, another congregation now. And all those were full, and then the lawn was full. So Wilmore was transformed yesterday. But then the question is, has, has arise, what comes next? What does this mean for me? What does this mean for Asbury? What does this mean for Wilmore? What does this mean for Andover? What do we do with this come and see moment? So in today's text, we find that God is calling Moses to return to the top of the mountain so he can give Moses the tablets. He wants Moses to receive the law and the commandments that he had for the Israelites. And this was crucial because the law contained the instructions God wanted for the, the recently uh, freed slaves from Egypt. When he, he brought his people out of Egypt and out of bondage, he wanted to share with them what would separate them from the other, the other lands, from the other religions, from the other gods. God wanted his people to be different. But at that point, they didn't know how to be different. Now we know that Moses is going up for the second time. Moses had already gone, had climbed Mount Sinai to receive the tablets. Now, if I was Moses, I would have just stayed up there in the presence of God. I would have said, forget those people. They're wicked anyway. You don't want them, God. I want to build my camp here. I want to remain in your glory. This is where I want to be. This is my come and see moment. But God instructed him to go back down the mountain. He said, you came and saw. Now go and tell. But upon his return, the first time, he had found that they had gone back to their old ways. This is, this is all they knew. They had been so inundated by the religions that they were experiencing when they were in Egypt that that's all they knew. Even though they had experienced God's provision and witnessed miracles, they didn't know how to be his people. So they fell back into their, into their previous um, ways, into the wickedness. They doubted God and they questioned him after all the miracles that they saw and what he did for them. And we all know what Moses' reaction was for this, right? He took those tablets, threw them down, and that's why he had to go up the second time. Now, the come and see moment is the easy part because we're enriched, we're edified. And it's not always going to be a, a revival or outpouring or mountaintop experience. God is here, and he's been here Yesterday, today, and tomorrow. That's a promise. God is omnipresent. He's everywhere. His spirit is here and ready for you to meet him. Now we as a community, we come on Sundays to worship God. To have an experience with him. And I know most of y'all have had some sort of experience. 
because you let us know on the way out. Or either that or you're fibbing and you're saying, like, oh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. You know, just so, that, just so we, we feel better. The come and see moments are not always the same. It's not going to be the same for everybody. Your come and see moment may be during the sermon, during communion, Sunday school, choir, the scripture reading, the, seeing the children, the youth, social media that comes from, from Andover during the prayer. And many times we want to remain in that, in that moment, like, oh, God, if this prayer would just continue. I assume Moses wanted to, to, it doesn't say that Moses wanted to stay in, in God's presence, but I assume he would. The people standing in line for hours at Hughes want to, re, want to enter into God's presence and remain there. We also saw in the gospel reading that Peter was so amazed and blessed by the transfiguration that he tells Jesus, this is good, I want to stay, let's stay. I have, I have James and John with me, we'll build you a shrine, we'll build you a shelter, and we can just remain here in your glory with you, Elijah, and Moses. I get where he's coming from, I would too. And then they're brought to their knees when they hear the voice of God. Saying, this is my son with whom I'm well pleased. And they're brought to their knees. But Jesus doesn't say, that's good, remain there, continue in, your, in, your, in, um, in the attitude of worship that you're in. He says, no, get up, don't be afraid. It's time for us to move on. <clears throat> but he tells them, don't don't mention what, what has happened up here. It wasn't time yet. He was kind of preparing their, he was transforming their, their, their um, go and tell moment, their come and see moment to their go and tell moment after the glorification of, of uh, after he's raised from the dead and, and ascends. And so we see in today's Old Testament reading where Peter then describes the transfiguration. He obeyed what, what Jesus told him. Peter's come and see moment was transfigured into his golden go and tell commissioning. Now here's where we get stuck, where we stumble or plainly just don't do. Moses eventually had to come down the mountain after 40 days and 40 nights with instructions. God commissioned him to share with the Israelites the law and commandments that were shared with Moses were shared with generation and generations and that we read today in scripture and that shapes our faith this is what god this is what god, god caused the uh, this is what god caused the transfiguration of god's people in spite of god's people as we as we continue to read in the bible we we see how his his people failed him and fail him but yet he loves them and the process isn't over, we're still being transformed and transfigured into what he wants us to be. The outpouring at Wilmore is being transfigured from a come and see moment to a go and tell commissioning. And I believe that's, that's where, we're at the, where currently the state is. There will be a moment where there will be a sending forth moment 
and people will have to return to their homes. And I know people will be disappointed because they will want to remain. They will want to keep having their mountaintop experience. But now the work needs to be done. It's now time to go and tell. Time to say, if it can happen in Wilmore, it can happen anywhere. It doesn't matter where we are, how many people are there. God is calling us to come and see so he can tell us to go and tell. So what does this mean for Andover? If you take those moments I described earlier, and we go and tell how God spoke to you, that's what he wants from us. To share with others, like, hey, you know what? On Sunday, I was really blessed by the sermon, or I was really blessed by the, the children's participation or by the choir. And not hide our light, our lamp. Share how you felt, how the Holy, Holy Spirit spoke to you. Don't hold it in. Go and tell. Share what Jesus' death and resurrection did for you. Jesus commissioned his disciples to do this. Why can't we? Now every Sunday at the end of the service, one of us offers a benediction or a sending forth. Whether you know it or not. And it's not a Beverly Hillbillies benediction. Y'all come back now, you hear? No, it's Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. How are we going to do that? Because this is our commissioning. It's not just what we say at the, end of the, uh, at the end of the service to say, okay, the service is over. We'll see you next week. I had a pastor who he would say, the worship, the worship service has ended. Now the service begins. He would send us forth. It's time to go serve the Lord. Share what you've learned. Now, I don't know what your come and see moment is. I'm pretty sure it's different for each of us. Whether it's on Mount Sinai, in Wilmore, at Andover, or wherever. Or maybe you haven't had a come and see moment yet. And that's okay. But when you know, you will know. Because God in his infinite love is calling us to come and see. Come and see what I did for my people when I brought them out of Egypt. Come and see what I did on the cross to defeat sin and death. So that in faith, you can become a child of God. Come and see how much I love you. So that you can go and tell. Would you join me in prayer? Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you this morning, Lord, for those come and see moments when we least expected. When maybe we didn't want to come to church or we didn't want to do something you were calling us to do. But there you are, shining bright, saying, Come and see. Help us so that we can take those moments and turn them into go-and-tell moments.
where we go and we spread your love. We spread your word. We spread what you did for us to others so that others may get to know you. That they may find a relationship in you. That they can say, I get it. I see it. Now it's time for me to go and tell it. We thank you this morning for what you did for each and every one of us. For what we're about to celebrate through the communion. That your body and blood was broken and shed for us so that we may have the forgiveness of our sins. And we may have life everlasting. Help us to be that light that you've called us to be. The light in the darkness. We just thank you this morning. We just pray that we commit ourselves to you this morning. For it's in your holy name that we pray. Amen.